0: Are you a lawyer who desires more freedom and flexibility in your work life? To be more available for your family, stop deferring those bucket list travel destinations until retirement, take care of yourself physically and mentally, or even just have more time for your other passions and priorities. What would it mean for your life if you could continue to practice law without sacrificing in any of these areas or sacrificing your income? I'm Kaylee Giacome, host of the Lawyer on Your Terms podcast. I run a six-figure virtual law practice, working less than 25 hours a week. I'm a mom of two little ones and started my practice so I wouldn't have to choose between my vision of motherhood and my legal career. Your dreams and priorities may be different, but if you're curious about how to create a practice that is designed around your most important priorities in life, rather than always having to fit your life around your career, then you're in the right place. You, my friend, are more than just a lawyer and you can lawyer on your own terms. Welcome to the Lawyer on Your Terms podcast. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, in this episode, I'm going to share with you six unexpected ways that my flexible law practice changed my life. I think that these unexpected things might be interesting to you because when I talk to women in this group that hop on our calls, that join our private Facebook group. One of the questions that I like to ask is, what is their goal in forming a flexible practice? What's their why? And usually, the answers are very much the same. There's a common thread in many of them, and I'll share some of these themes with you. Many of them are the same reasons that I started my practice And so my life definitely did change in all of those ways that I was hoping it would, that I intended that it would. And some of those are having more flexibility for my family. That was my main motivator. Also, being able to travel more and not have to, you know, depend on my very limited personal time off to be able to spend more time with my family that lives halfway across the country And those were the main motivators for starting my own practice, just having more freedom and flexibility. And I'll share with you, I have a spreadsheet where I keep this information. One of the questions I ask when someone joins our free Facebook group is, what are your goals in building a virtual flexible practice? And there's such a strong theme through all of these. So I'll just touch on a couple examples. To work remotely, to travel, to not be burnout, out, less stress, more flexibility, more time to take care of my family, more time to spend with my family. And more time with family is probably the most common theme. So the words flexibility, stress, and the phrase more time with family come up a lot. Those were also my main motivators. But what I could not have anticipated prior to going through this journey are some of the things that I'm going to share with you today. So let me dive into the first unexpected way that my flexible law practice changed my life. So the first is, I have no anticipation for retirement. Before I started my own practice, retirement was very far in the future for me, but I saw it as a finish line. There was this process that I was going through, I was putting years towards my pension, and the idea of retiring, not having to be at the office at 8 a.m. or 8.30 And have the flexibility to do whatever you wanted that day or be able to travel or not be limited to the 14 days off that I had each year. I actually forget exactly how much. It was probably even less than that. That was a finish line, something that you're working towards. And I think a lot of people feel that way. We don't want to defer all of our dreams or a lot of our dreams to retirement. But it is this finish line where there's a prize on the other side. And when I launched my practice, getting rid of that finish line wasn't a goal that I had. It wasn't something that I even anticipated would necessarily change. But now I really can't imagine when it will be that I retire. When I think about the trajectory of my business, I plan on doing what I'm doing for a very long time. I imagine that it's going to shift a lot. I reserve the right to shift my practice area. I might change in my role in the business even more than I have. I anticipate that a lot of things will change, but the idea that I'm just not going to work at all anymore, that used to be something that sounded really great and really nice. And now I think, what would I even do with my time? Because I really enjoy what I do and i will admit there are definitely aspects of my business that i don't enjoy so when i think about the future i more think of how do i replace myself in that role how do i adapt the business so that's not something that is a part of my model anymore or maybe that's not a, that's a service that i want to eventually move away from but in terms of being a business owner and an entrepreneur in general Now I see myself retiring when I'm just too tired to get out of bed and do anything, when I just don't have the energy. And of course, I hope I always have the energy to do things, but I anticipate that I will just scale it down to my energy level rather than it being something that I really look forward to getting out of my life. So some people are hobby people, and my husband is one of those people. I'm not a hobby person. I admire his passion for his hobbies and his interest in learning something new for the sake of learning it. But in my world, if I'm going to learn something new or I'm going to have a goal that I want to accomplish, I just always tie it back to this has some utility, this has some purpose, this is going to generate revenue in some way, and that's just how my mind works. So he is learning how to play an instrument right now just for the sake of it, which I really, again, admire. I hope my children inherit that from him, but that's just not who I am. I'm probably not going to take up learning any kind of instrument. I'm not musically inclined, but that's really besides the point. I just, I'm not going to start learning an instrument unless I make some kind of plan to start a rock band and start hosting concerts. Again, none of that is going to happen. I'm just not a hobby person. For me, business is the hobby. So I have an entrepreneurial mind. I might have a new idea that I want to implement. And to me, that's what I enjoy doing. If I'm daydreaming, it's often about new business ideas. And it doesn't have to be necessarily around making more money. It could be making more of an impact or affecting some cause. But that's the kind of thing that I daydream about. So I anticipate that in quote-unquote retirement, that part of me is not going to go away. So if I was not self-employed, I probably would have retired into entrepreneurship. And that kind of ties into the second unexpected way that my flexible law practice has changed my life. And that is the ability to create and implement new ideas. I have always had an entrepreneurial mind and I ignored that or neglected it and I did not start my business because of this need to itch an entrepreneurial desire. It was really born out of wanting to solve this scheduling problem, this conflict between my career and my vision of motherhood. But if I look back on my life, that entrepreneurial brain was always there. I was the kid with the lemonade stands all the time. I was organizing my friends to do lemonade stands. Even back, and this is a little strange, but even back until kindergarten, I kid you not, if you recall or if you have children of your own, they still, Scholastic is still around, the The book order slips that you would get back from Scholastic. And there was an option where it was, I forget if it was like a subscription that you could sign up for or it was a bundle of things, but I had a friend in kindergarten and she and I, we got our scholastic book orders and we started talking about how we were going to start a business where we were going to like bundle together books and people could sign up to receive like a different bundle of books from us each month. We were literally five years old, and we would call each other on the phone, and we would talk about this little book bundle idea. And funny enough, she is, well, or not funny enough to be expected, is also a business owner now. She's not an attorney, but she works in the film and lighting industry, and she owns her own business now. But even though that was the seeds of that were apparent from very early on in my life, Through high school and college and even law school, I never thought that I would start my own business. That actually wasn't a goal that I had in mind. Again, it was really born out of needing to solve these life problems that I had. And an unexpected way that it changed my life is it gave me the ability to implement all of these ideas that I naturally have. And again, not being a hobby person, this is actually how my brain works. And this is an area that really provides a lot of fulfillment for me that I don't think I could easily achieve in an employment setting. So if you are in a place where you are considering starting your own practice to create more flexibility in your life so you can spend more time with your family, have less stress, travel more, all of those things, when you actually launch your practice and get into it, I think you'll find That entrepreneurship is one of the biggest personal self-development journeys that you can go on. And one of the unexpected things that you'll find is you will develop new skills or discover talents that you didn't know that you had. And maybe there will be a shift in your focus or in your role. So perhaps now you are an employee and you're in in litigation. And so a lot of your role, a lot of how your talents are expressed right now are in your litigation skills, thinking on your feet, public speaking. And in starting a business, even if you're practicing law and perhaps you're staying in a litigation role or you're shifting to a more transactional practice, maybe you find that you really love the role of being an educator and you slip into that position through just creating content to market your business, but it's what you really enjoy. Now, maybe you're still providing those legal services, but in the greater scope of running all the different facets of your business, what you are really enjoying and finding a lot of flow in is being in that educator role or Creating content, writing, something like that, that maybe is not a huge part of your career right now. The third unexpected way that my flexible law practice has changed my life is that I have made lifelong friends and have found my quote tribe. Now, when you leave a workplace where you are actually physically present with people in an office space, and you're intending to go out on your own, be a solo practitioner and the only person in your business, and work remotely from home, one might imagine that would be a lonely situation. But in fact, I have found that being in a space where I am able to connect with really anyone in the world in this virtual space, I have found people who are So much more like-minded that share a lot of the same desires and goals and even like personal circumstances too that I can relate to on such a greater level than the collection of people that I typically, you know, just by happenstance was around when I was in a workplace. And I think it's it's like online dating where I am very grateful to have met my husband before online dating was really a thing. But I see the usefulness in being able to really filter down on a lot of these specific attributes that you want to find in a person or shared interests where if you were just organically trying to find that person, it could be like finding a needle in a haystack. And in a similar way, I have been able to create professional relationships with people who just are very aligned in a myriad of ways with me because having an online business just opened up such a wide pool of people to connect with. The fourth way my life has unexpectedly changed, and I should mention that these are in no particular order, but how they came to mind, is that I now work with my mom. I shared a little bit about this in previous episodes, but long story short, my mother is also an attorney. She went to law school when I was in preschool, and she inspired this journey in many different ways from getting into the legal field in general. She was definitely the inspiration for that. I was always really proud to tell people that my mom was a lawyer, and She also inspired my desire to be at home with my kids when they were little. I don't think that it was a master plan on her part to have kids before she went to law school. And it wasn't my life also wasn't a master plan. You take life as it comes. But I did things in a different order than she did. And this full circle of she and I working together in a legal practice was Absolutely not something that I ever thought that I would ever do. Not that I was opposed to the idea, it just never entered my mind. Of course, I know there are a lot of family law practices, usually where it's the elder attorney or the parent who has a law firm, their child goes to law school and joins the firm. My mom was in house counsel for over 30 years at a major corporation. And I think, in fact, I was very, I was very turned off by. Having any connection to anyone in her network helping me to get an internship at all. I was very focused on paving my own path. Nearly all of my internships were in Asia, as far away from New Jersey as I could possibly get. So it was never in my mind that we were going to work together because I didn't intend on starting my own practice and she was in house counsel for a Fortune 300 company. But Even when I started my practice, that was not one of my goals. I didn't sit down and say, okay, this is going to give me really great flexibility. And then naturally, when she's in a period of her career where she wants to transition maybe out of her current situation, then this would be a natural pre-retirement segue into working together. I didn't think any of that. I will say, though, pretty early on in my practice... I did set a goal of wanting to grow the practice enough so that it would not only sustain our family and our goals, but that I could make room to retire her and have her benefit from the schedule that I was having. And that was more once I was experiencing all the fruit of this flexibility and wishing that she had that too. But even at that time, it was like something that I blurted out to someone, and it was not something that I had a written out goal and strategy around, or that I put m- much thought into at all for a while. And I don't even know that it was something that for expressed as wanting either. So I would say at that point, it was more like a prophetic statement that came out of nowhere, more than something that I and she were working towards. But I would say that aside from the flexibility that my practice has brought to my family life in terms of my kids, that it has been probably the most beautiful part of building this business is the full circle nature of that whole story of her being the original inspiration and then here we are working together and being the person who was very headstrong and even like rebelliously so never wanted to be benefiting from any kind of nepotism like i very much wanted to go do my own thing i like that we work together in the context of her joining a firm that i established that's just me and while we have a lot in common We also have very different personalities that are very complementary to each other. And this could be, I should bring her on and do an interview because this could be a whole other episode, but I am more of the big picture visionary. I'm a risk taker. If you said, Kaylee, would you come on stage and speak to this group of a thousand people? The butterflies would set in like just moments before walking on, before it was too late. and. Those are situations that I'm generally comfortable in. What she's really good at is the planning, the preparation, the details, the organization. And together, we are very complementary to each other. And then the last thing I'll say about that is she lives on the East Coast. I'm currently in the Midwest. So... That's not something that's ideal in my life, but being able to work together virtually, it gives us a whole new reason to spend a lot of time together, and miraculously, it's going pretty well. If we went back in time to when I was about 16, this would not have been possible. Someone would be dead by now, but it's going well, knock on wood. Okay, the fifth unexpected way that my practice has changed my life is the ability to design so many other areas of my life. And so, by that, originally, my intention was to have an option where I could stay home with my kids when they were babies. And if you heard the whole story, at first, I was really only aiming for give me two years at home with my child. I didn't even know if it would last as long as to accommodate like subsequent children. But so the bar was very low there. I just wanted something to get me through this extended maternity leave. And initially, I thought one day I probably would return to work with someone else. These were just the very initial aspirations of starting my business. But those goals have been certainly blown out of the water. And now that this business, obviously, for a long time has had more longevity than I initially anticipated, It has allowed me to design my life and our family life in ways that I did not initially anticipate. And so, one of the ways is how we are educating our daughter. I can't really say exactly when we started talking about this. She's six, so she started kindergarten last year. But sometime in preschool, just talking about different educational options. I really liked the idea of being able to curate her education. And I think there's a lot of different ways that could play out. So even if she went to public school or even if she went to private school, having supplementing that with other extracurriculars that maybe were unusual, I guess, or not necessarily like just dance class, though she has done dance class. I'm supposed to sign her up again. But for example, My husband and I, before we had kids, we met in China and we lived there for several years. And in a couple of the different cities we lived in the United States, we would go together to attend Chinese classes at the local Chinese language school. So a lot of big cities have different Chinese language schools that are mostly intended for like first generation or second generation Chinese children to be able to learn the language of their heritage, learn how to write Chinese characters. But then they also have adult classes for non native speakers to learn Chinese as a second language. So we did that together in Anchorage, Alaska, and we did that in St. Louis. And one of the things that we wanted to do when we had kids was enroll them in a program like that, like pretty early on in kindergarten so they could learn it more naturally. Now, I have to admit, we have not done that. That is still on the list of things to do. It has not really fit in with the schedule. Instead, what we did this year for kindergarten, I mentioned we do hybrid homeschooling, so she goes to a formal classroom setting a few days a week, and then she's home two days a week. And those two days, we signed her up for what was called Ranch School. And it was an enrichment program with like outdoor based learning. And it was at a horse ranch. They had a week where they did equestrian week and learned about caring for horses. They had a week where they had a gardening week. They had a pond week where they took like water samples and looked for tadpoles. And then mixed into that, they did some core skills like reading and math related to those weekly topics. And that is, I loved it. Unfortunately, it was a pilot program that they decided not to continue for different reasons, but I really loved bringing her there. And we had an opportunity, my two year old and I, to hang out with other parents while the kids were doing this. And it was just a really incredible thing. And it's because my business has this level of flexibility that we have the opportunity to even consider those types of opportunities for her. And even though we have not yet pulled the trigger on Chinese language school and the pilot program on ranch school isn't continuing, we're finding our way each year and we're able to really design our family life and even her education the way that we want to very intentionally without having external things like my work schedule or, again, like limited time off or the say-so of an employer dictating what we're able to do in our family. So that's a whole level of freedom and flexibility that I did not anticipate when I first launched my firm. And so the last way that my law practice has unexpectedly changed my life is the ability to help other lawyers leave their jobs and do the same thing and obviously this is what this podcast is all about but i can't under understate how impactful that has been to my own life so there was a time once i began to see the proof in the pudding of in my own life that this works this is working for me this has changed my life in so many ways that i wanted to shout it from the rooftops. And I was like, I guess I still am a virtual, flexible law firm evangelist because it was not an option that was presented to me. And no one was inviting me to choose my own adventure in the practice of law this way. And so once I built this model and it transformed life in the expected and unexpected ways I just really wanted to shout that from the rooftop. This brand, the Accelerator Program, our Facebook group, everything in this community is my way of shouting it from the rooftop, of channeling the passion that I have for this model in another entrepreneurial way because that's how my brain works. And I have the flexibility and the bandwidth to do that because of how efficient my practice is and it is still so incredible to me to look back and see all of these real women who had full-time jobs when we met and their professional lives and their personal lives have been completely transformed just like mine was by launching their own flexible practices so i can look back at the business i've built and say i did it and actually i did much more than i set out to do. But I can also look back and say they did it. They really did it. And that is really incredible to me. And I cannot take all the credit. I can only take a tiny fraction of the credit. But I really am honored and humbled to play some role in that because they're doing it. And this model has transformed their lives just like it has transformed my life. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me and really help us grow if you would take a moment to go to your podcast app where you listen and leave us a review. If you know a lawyer who you think would enjoy this podcast, please take a screenshot of your favorite episode and send it to them or tag them in a post. And before we leave, I just want to remind you that you are more than just a lawyer and you can lawyer on your own terms. I'll see you next week.